the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Susie Meister. And I'm Sarah Rice. We were going to have a super serious episode um, that I was pressuring Sarah to do about like sexual abuse and um, her feelings about the challenge because she was all worked up about the naked episode and... Um, we were just getting ready to do it, and then she was like, you know what? I'm not ready. No. So we're going to save that for another day. Yeah, you know, because I, I, I really do feel like it's a subject that I want to give all of my energy to. Yeah. And I, I don't... It might I'm, have to be a two-parter, it too. It probably will be, because I think it's it's really important. There's a bunch of stuff that we need to talk about. Even just like the Stanford swimming rape. Oh. See, now you want my. to. God, I'm right? pissed about that. I'm right. fucking pissed. It's disgusting. It's really gross. And so there's a lot to unpack. So it does warrant a alert. Mm-hmm. Like, well, here's why we're drained. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, you come to it's, us because it, you want us to soothe you and like not talk about our problems. <laughs> but today's been a long day. We've been on the horn calling all of our wonderful Kickstarter Wonderful. Backers. They were so... You guys out there, let me tell you. If you're a listener of the Brain Candy Podcast, you're probably somebody who could be friends with me and Susie because so far They've we've been loved, amazing. I've loved every single person we've talked to. I'm like, oh, I could totally hang out with that person. In real We're life. like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I'm a Supreme Court justice. Like, it's always something. Yeah. Oh, I'm a child psychologist and I work for a local school district and I help them, like, you know, implement <laughs> social. But I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, they're they're been like, really great. Nobody's like, oh, you know, just. Whatever, fill in the blank yeah. with some crummy job. Like, no, nobody says fine. they go to clubs to do appearances like people from the real world do. <laughs> Nobody's saying yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. So anyway, we did that for like a couple hours, and then uh, we did a back to reality, which you know is always bonkers. And now we're here doing this, and so instead of <laughs> sex- <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> That's never happened on here before. <laughs> turn my head. What do you think it Ooh. is? Maybe, oh. is it the orchid? No, I like orchid. I don't know. I just had to sneeze. I know. I just wanted to analyze it. Mm. I um, heard if you rub your, if you have to sneeze and you rub your, the top of your, or the roof of your mouth with your tongue, yeah. then you won't have to sneeze. Or you can say the word banana. <laughs> but that also kind of rubs the top of your mouth with your Because it makes tongue. you gag. Yeah, so banana. No, I just mean because we don't like bananas. Yeah. You know what? When I was little, for, for like for real, I didn't like bananas because I called them edible onomatopoeias, where the word sounds the same as you when you say it as when you chew it. Ew. Like banana. When in your mouth, it kind of makes the same noise. Well, and now we don't like it for a different reason, which reminds me, if you would like to support us and also... Declare your hatred for rotten fruit. And you know, some of you are like, we love bananas. And I'm like, also, you love to hate bananas. <laughs> so you can go to the braincandypodcast.com. Yeah. We have a candy store, which is so cute. Come on, we call it that. Adorable. And you can buy a little uh, beautiful enamel anti bananas pin for 10 yeah. bucks. It's like legit. It's like metal enamel pins, like the tradable collector's pins that they sell at Disneyland, like that kind of pin. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Uh, also I drew it hand, hand so drawn cool. by yours truly. I didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. I drew it. I drew it. Uh, I sketched it out on a piece of paper and I That's had it so cool. transferred into an enamel pin. So original design by yours truly. I'm going to put it on my jean jacket. You know, how oh, I have one great. on my jean jacket yeah. too. I even bought a cool ripped up, like cool jean jacket for all my cool pins. I love that. Yeah. 
Um, also, if you want to support our show, please use our Amazon affiliate link, which is on our website. Anytime you're shopping on Amazon, you can use that link and it just takes you to Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything, but it throws a couple pennies our way. Yeah. And, uh, in that brain candy store, I took, I took a little peek through there cause I didn't even know what we had up there cause Susie handles a lot of this stuff. There's so many cute things. Yeah. All the books that we like, all the products that we use. Uh, my favorite, Susie, for like, I think it was when we probably celebrated like our my first birthday of like knowing you. The best gift Susie got me, what she lovingly refers to as the car bar, <laughs> which is a travel bar, really. It's a wine can, kit. It's like a wine kit that you can take on the go that I've used more often than I've used anything that, Honestly. that and Scrabble travel Scrabble were the two best things that I ever received for, I mean, I take them to the beach. I take them to the pool. I take them to barbecues. I take those wine glasses and people think, laugh when I, when I screw in the stems yeah. and they're like, that's so Cause cool. Cause it's plastic wine glasses, you know, and they're nesting. So they, the, <laughs> the stem screws off and you can put them in this tiny little pouch with a TSA approved opener and a, um, foil cutter. Mine has a foil cutter and then, um, pot, uh, you know, rubber stops for the yeah. wine bottle. I just think it's so handy because, and people think, why would I ever need a portable you, wine kit? You will. <laughs> it, it's, I don't know if it sticks how often I'm drinking on the go. Or... It's just like moments where you think, wouldn't I mean, it be nice? But I went camping. I went camping with a bunch of my friends yeah. from elementary school. There were a whole bunch of us there and you know, they popped open some champagne or whatever. And I was like, oh, Hang on. And went to my car and got this. And it's a real crowd. It was a huge crowd. I mean, we're at like a campsite with no bathroom and I'm sipping out of a wine glass and everybody (laughs) else is red solo cupping it. What you need to know is this isn't like something you can buy like as a kit. I have put you this together. Yeah, she's hand construct <laughs> hand, hand uh, what do they call it? You have it? to like uh, curate it. Curate it. Yes. I have curated the best wine kit via like I love Eagle Creek pouches. They're like packets. Oh. Those yes. packing cubes, yeah, that changed my life when I got packing cubes. <laughs> right. Then when you can fit an entire two weeks worth of stuff into one carry on. Yeah. And the funny thing is these are all on our candy store. They're actually on our tab that says support us. Yeah. It, rather than the candy store. But like we had no intention of talking about that. So no, like, this is absolutely not what we were talking <laughs> we about. We're actually, not trying to sell you a product. We just genuinely love it. Yeah. Anyway. So, no one, no, none of these people are supporting us. This is just real talk. Like, Hey, you should probably wine. get that because we like that. What? It, what is our topic today instead of sexual? Okay. Abuse? So most of the time, Susie's the one who's like, Oh, I have this great topic and let's talk about this. But instead so, so that also means that most of the time things are like planned and organized and all that kind of stuff. But not today, since I vetoed the other one, I wanted to talk to Susie a little bit more about something you guys as listeners are really interested in. And that's serial killers. Oh my God. I love it. You love it. I, I actually, I'm starting to think there's something wrong with me Probably because I love it so much. Well, you know, I think it's one of those things where like, if you have a family member who say had colon cancer and so you become a, what the heck are the doctors that work on there? Proctologist. Oh, so, so they're like, and you're like, I just love learning about this. And cause there's almost yeah. like a little bit of connection. I think that, you know, sometimes when we come from like interesting upbringings or, or, you know, have met people in our lives, we're like, I just, why are they like that? And it's this fascination with like having to know 
why. Yeah. They for me especially that when is you're, the question. When, yeah, and when you see, you know, like little. I think especially when you grow up in an environment that's not the norm, you're like. Well, but then I wonder who has grown up in anything. Yeah, that would, nobody. Does do no. you, seriously? Do you know people that say like I just had a normal childhood? I don't know of anyone. I'm trying to think. You know what? I have a few friends here and there that do, but then there's I mean, but there's always trauma. Everybody experiences some sort of tragedy or some sort of trauma. It's just as like at what stage in your life? You know, I like to think that I got all mine out really early. Yeah. So like a smooth sailing from here on out, maybe. Yeah. So, you know, well for me, so we were talking about it because I'm working on a project, which I'm not going to talk about it too much in detail because like, I don't for real, I think it's such a good idea. I don't want anyone such to steal it. That, right. I, that's actually a good, good point. But just to elaborate on what you said, the thing about it that is so compelling to me is the que- it's like the fundamental question of life, good versus evil. What makes one person good and one person bad? Is it just mental illness? Is it genetics? Or does somebody say, choose darkness? Uh-huh. What is the answer? Now, I think a lot, you're, you grew up in the church. Yeah. So what is the, based on... And I'm sure every religion is different how right. they feel about this. But what, how, based on how you were raised, yeah, what is the lesson that was taught to you about, like they, I, I would imagine that from what I know that it kind of looks as looks at evil as like an external factor. Mm-mm. It's not it, really. No, it's called original sin in conservative Christianity. So it's like the belief that man is inherently evil and that's why you need a savior that's why you need jesus so like uh what do they call like the the regular factory model evil yeah oh my god that's scary (laughs) ever since the fall of man adam and eve you know well then of course that that people who are extremely right wing or more fundamental with their ideas would have so much anger and hatred towards anybody who was not a believer in their system because they're choosing darkness because they're choosing, they really see it as, you know, and we were having this discussion in, in my multicultural class the other day where, you know, we're saying like a person's belief system is their belief system. There's absolutely nothing that you can do with logic to change a person's belief system. If I told you since the day you were growing up at this table, that it, which is a wood table that I'm pointing to, is blue, you'd be like, that's a blue table. Yeah. And that would be your truth. Right. And it didn't matter how many experts came in and said, actually, that's wood. It might matter, but for most people, it doesn't. For most because... people, it would because it would feel so real to you. And I think that's what a lot of... I mean, any sort of misunderstanding, any sort of, you can apply this idea to anything, mm-hmm. but I'm so interested with, the, with, and how religion and, you know, serial killers, especially there's often, it goes in one of two directions where there's often a like very strong link, like they have a religious, like 
um, belief system or they're acting on behalf of, you know, some sort of like, kind of like, uh, uh, son of Sam was more in that, like, I'm, I'm doing this on behalf of God. Yeah. Or there's the other direction, which is like the Unabomber who's totally atheist and it goes, is anti all that. Yeah. So what have you found in your, in your research as, uh, like, are there commonalities? Are there, is there one that you see more than the other? Well, so like what I'm tackling now and what the reason why I brought it up is like this. So like if I were to compile groups of, let's say mother trees is sort of like the example of like somebody who's just so good. Can I give you a splash? Oh, sure. Um, you know, people always mention her as like yeah. good. Yeah. And then you might think you of know, like being a saint and all. Yeah. And then you think of like Charles Manson as yes. like, why is he the go-to evil guy? Because I mean, it's always people. It's either Hitler or Charles Manson, the Unabomber. Those are the three that everyone goes to when they think of like pure evil. When I think of Charles Manson, well, first of all, because there isn't even a shred of guilt. He, year fifty years later, he is still that guy, wow. and he didn't do any of the killings. That's the most effed up part. Like he is. I think there's a particular level that people put people on when they're not just evil, but when they're charismatic enough to convince other people mm. that they're not. Oh my not. God, it's got chills. Like Hitler. Like, or future presidential you know, candidate. Or, <laughs> sorry. Um, where you like, you're sick. No, I'm kidding. And somebody's totally going to get, I'm, but I'm not really, but somebody's, no, it's okay. t- I'm totally going to get. I think I've said like, enough bad things about Trump so yeah. far on our show, but, Ugh. but there is this feeling of like, they're evil, like Hitler and Chuck Manson. But then Chuck, oh my God, that's so funny. I'm only going to call him that. But then there's something about them Mm -hmm. that's so compelling and Mm -hmm. alluring that Mm -hmm. people will ruin their entire lives Mm -hmm. for them. That, well, there was this great show and I wish it would have gotten better in like the second and third season. Um, stop picking. I know. I just picked my face. (laughs) You know what? It's the worst. But I so see myself when you're doing it. I'm like, oh, that is me. I know. You never do it. No, I don't. And you know what? When you do it, I think in my head, God, I hate when I do that. I'm glad you don't say anything to me though, because I know I'm doing it. I'm making a choice to choose darkness. I wish that you would say, I just have one. Oh my God. And now it's, it's, this is the worst spot. (laughs) Do you want a paper towel? Probably. It's right in the center of my forehead. It, It's like, I, I really should just like adopt, like say in my, uh, in my multicultural class, I really do have to live in another religion for 10 hours. I should just say that I'm Hindu and just get one of those little things and put them there and just be like, this is the religion I'm adopting for a little while. (laughs) You know, what's a funny story as an aside is that, um, I had a nose ring at one point in my life. What? I did. Are you kidding? Well, a piercing. It wasn't a ring. It was just. A- I know, but how come I didn't know that? Who you rebel? Oh, I was, and oh, I girl. loved it with all my heart. And uh, you I look so cute with that. Got a job at Victoria's Secret, and you're not allowed to have piercings. That's ridiculous. They don't but care they now. But they hired me, and I was working. And then it was so tiny. It was like right. a little sparkle. Then they finally noticed, and they're like, "You got to take that out." And I'm like, what? Mm, "I'm not going to." And I was like, it's for religious reasons. <gasps> Good. And then they were like, well, you're going to have to like write down what, and we'll submit it to human yeah. resources. So I had to like Google. That's great. You did <laughs> say you're in some Indian religion where that was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, you know what? I had the same kind of story because I worked at Forever 21 
and I had a bunch of tattoos. And this was before Forever 21 was the Forever 20 it is now. Yeah. It used to be, like, conservative. And I think they still have Bible oh, verses yeah. on the bottom of John their bags. John 316, I think. Or uh, yeah, I think that's probably the one. one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually the one people pick. Um, and uh, they said, you, you if you get one more tattoo or piercing, you're going to have to quit. Shut so up. So I quit. Wait a minute. They had a limit? I, I don't know. I guess I... I um, I got through it with that. I, I think the rule was you're not supposed to have any, and yeah. I just worked the system and was like, "You want to hire me? Trust me." That's crazy. Yeah, it was the worst job ever, by the way. Why? Oh my god! You know what the dressing the rooms look like at Forever Twenty One <laughs> after a day of teenagers shopping there? What? It's just you're just. I mean, piles and piles of clothes. We didn't leave. They they were so messed up. This is so off topic. But they would <laughs> they would start us over. So I, I don't know how they got away with doing this. So we would work the closing shift, and we'd work up till midnight. And then at 12.01, it would start us over on a new day. So we wouldn't even get the overtime no. for working that complete shift. It would start us as like, oh, 12.01 to 3 a.m. They worked three hours on day number two, and it wouldn't count as going all in a row. Like, it was messed up. I don't even think that's legal. I, don't, I actually don't think it is now, but this is also like almost 20 years, 15, 15 plus years ago. So... Wow. My zit's doing better. Just but so you know. still, <laughs> but you still shop there. Mustn't be too bad. Yeah. I'm not allowed to anymore. My husband told me I'm not supposed to shop for 21 more because he says I can't buy disposable clothing. And he's right. He's absolutely right. Well, so. you know where people should shop? Where? <laughs> Third love. Oh my God. <laughs> also. Yeah. Okay. First, no, go give ahead. your spiel and I'm going to tell you how much I love this bra. <laughs> go ahead. You go ahead. The, I, no joke, can't wear other bras now. Why? Well, <laughs> Why? I'm frustrated because I, now I've gotten so used to wearing this one and I wear like three days a week, maybe more. And it's a bra. Who cares? Like, please, please. You're not it's watching so your bra every time you use it. Let's no, be no, real. no, I don't. I, I don't either. They would get ruined. Ruined. And yeah. that's it. So I wear them like, you know, two or three times, three or four times a week, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and nothing else compares to this. It's nothing so at all. And nothing puts my boob. Th- I, I didn't know that I was in between sizes my whole life. And I didn't know that there was a half size that I was. That is cool that they have half they, sizes. I didn't even know that. And then I go on their website and I'm like, okay, well, now I'm buying all my basics. I'm going to have one bra for the next, like, three plus years. <laughs> if you guys want to try it, you can try it for free for 30 days. You can wash it, wear it, take the tags off. Thirdlove.com slash Susie. And if you like it, you keep it and they'll charge it. If not, just send it right back. No problem. And you, you're going to like love it. it. You're going to love it. And you're going to, you know what? And I have a friend who has ginormous tatas and she was like, how close are they to your actual size? And I was like, exact. And so she bought it and now she loves it. And she's like the kind of person who's like, look, my boobs are so big. I'll spend whatever money on a good bra. She's like, this is a good bra. Yeah. So so try it. Thirdlove.com slash Susie. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. Back to serial killers. We got so (laughs) off track. I know. I'm sorry. Um, Anyway, that's the question for me is like for 
you know, whether it's Charles Manson or Mother Teresa, was there a moment where they sort of went down one path instead of another and it changed everything? Or is it like, oh, you were mentally ill and you were born that way? Or is it some, depends on their, you know, some people are one I way. I think a level, of, like, there's got to be something about, like, self-awareness and... You know, cause well, you, I got a letter back from Unabomber. What, yes. what did you think when you read it? Cause we haven't talked about what okay, you thought. Okay. Great. Well, first of all, I did not think that this would happen. As soon as I opened the letter, I felt it's like a celebrity. It, 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 but it was almost like it was darker than that. Yeah. Like holding the letter, I felt like I was, have you ever like been somewhere you're not supposed to be or like been in, you know, maybe you're in somebody's house and there, you know, you weren't supposed to be, totally. that's what it felt like in a very strange way. It was that same feeling of like, I am not supposed to be doing this right now. Like, and I felt like reading his letter, you can tell that he gets a few of these, that he gets a lot of letters from people. Yeah. And I almost felt like he was testing you in the letter. That yeah. the letter was more of a It's like filter. an audition. Yes, yeah. it was an audition. And, you know, he talks a lot about wanting to know about your religious points of view and things like that. And I really do... You know, and I'm sure he, he gets, like, think about the other people who must write him. Like, talk about a weird mix I'm of sure people. I'm sure it's like a real weird variety. Real variety pack. Exactly. I mean, I do know because they did um, a thing on, I think it was U- Yahoo News, because he sends these letters to a library in University of Michigan. So no, they've no. Been, you have to really explain this to people because well, that is the craziest, that, that really speaks to his level of narcissism. and. Well, shortly after he, I think, lost his appeal, he decided to go to... Uh, reach out to the University of Michigan, where I believe he got his, one of his degrees he got there. One of his degrees. And he, He's a PhD, right? Yeah, yeah, in mathematics. And he finished his PhD at like 22. Oh. You know what I mean? Like he's a prodigy. Jeez. And he reached out to them and said, I want you to house all my letters. And so he sends, like, if you send him a piece of mail, he'll send it to them. And then he also copies, like, he'll send me a letter but then he'll write it word for word again because he doesn't have access to a photocopier. And they get a copy as well. That's so bizarre. It's so bizarre, especially because the content of, like, at least no, mine it was wasn't, not worthy. it's not worthy. They're not giving out any anything in there. But I just that somebody thinks that their correspondence with another person is so important that it needs to be archived and kept, like, that's... Interesting. Yeah. And so they did a story on Yahoo News where they talked about some of the themes and things that they found in these like 4,000 letters or whatever. What did they say? Well, he fell in love at one point to a woman on the outside. And how do they know he was in love? Um, he talks Set. about it not just with her, but to other uh, pen pals. Okay, okay, okay. And talks, refers to her as Lady Love. And um, he do, wanted do to get married. Have you ever met her? Yeah, they did meet. Oh, wow. Oh, she, Which God. is weird because... What is she like? Post... Well, she's dead now. But post 9-11, <laughs> they stopped... <laughs> Not because of him. Uh, in other news, Susie's sending letters. <laughs> Not because of him. She was sick. Oh, but, yeah. I'll say. No, she seems really nice, but... Um, <laughs> 
so anyway, she post nine eleven, they stopped letting people visit, and um, if you didn't know him before he was in jail, you couldn't come visit. But somehow she managed to like get a loophole or something because. Wow. He put her as like a member of his legal team so she could get in, you know, because they're allowed oh, to see uh-huh, or something uh-huh. like that. That makes sense. Yep. So she did go to see him, and um, but then she died shortly after. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. About I'm sorry, that. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but um, anyway, so but there's also a theme. So like, I offered to get him like if he wanted. Um, copies from the internet because people had said that's what he asked for is like info from the which is so funny because his whole platform is anti-technology oh, right. his whole thing he said like oh you should read my book that's his philosophy the- is like anti-technology that's why he and lived then, in the woods oh my god and in this letter he's like uh but if you'd like to go to amazon.com to buy that book yeah <laughs> it's like yeah oh he gave me god. a book a german book that he wanted but i couldn't get it anyway it's just like um wow. i wanted because his brother is the one that turned him in Mm-hmm. So for me, like that is the perfect example of like one sibling ended up on this one end and then the other sibling did the her- heroic mm. act of turning his own brother in to save people's lives. Did, and is, is his brother still alive? Mm-hmm. I wonder if his brother has any sort of like high blood pressure or any sort of like stress related illnesses. I, he seems fine because... You know, people deal with trauma and those kind of things in different ways. And it could You mean have, like childhood? Yeah. Oh. It could have been something that, like, did well, he grow up? Here's the thing. Hunky if you dory? go to, like, Wiki, Wikipedia, it'll say two things about the Unabomber that are kind of like, it seems like people are saying this is why he's crazy. Okay. The first was what I mentioned to you earlier, which is that he was on this weird uh, Harvard study where he participated as an undergraduate and was abused and like put through like, um, mental stress. Mm -hmm. The second thing is when he was a baby, he got a horrible case of hives so bad that he Uh had to go to the hospital. That'll do it. Infection absolutely causes swelling in the brain, which can cause mental. We, I just studied this last week. The mom said that at that time in history, you couldn't stay overnight with your baby. So Mm -hmm. it was like, however long he was in there, he was separated as well. And mm -hmm. when he came back, she said he was a different baby. Uh-huh. And like that's wouldn't... it. That's it. What? What? The hell? Like a million different things. It could be something that happened. Like he needed something, and that attachment need wasn't met for days on end, and so he like went to some. Or there could have been some infection that caused some long. Like childhood infection mm-hmm. is strongly linked to like schizophrenia. Why? And what happens? This is the craziest part: is that we still don't know, and the the the. The majority of the information that we have points to there's a stage in your life where your brain does what's called synaptic pruning, where like your brain makes a ton of connections when you're a little kid and connections like, um, the majority of how we operate is, um, like on autopilot. Because our brain just knows, like, I've seen a wine glass before. I know you put wine in there, and I know you pick it up, and this is how you put it to your mouth. Like, that, based on our prior experiences, like, we make these connections. So, if 
so when you're a child, when you're a baby, your brain makes these connections. Your brain is lighting up like a freaking Christmas tree or like the sky on 4th of July. It is just making connections with everything. And then as you age, it like, it, you know, I may see where things can stimulate yes. them. Yeah. Or, or, or really you're strengthening. There's a saying that says, um, uh, cells that fire together, wire together. So if I, on the table in front of me, I have a water glass and a wine glass and a box of crackers. So if I see this table for the first time in a bait, I'm a baby. I may make the connection that there's some connection between a wine glass and a box of crackers. And then as I get older, I'll re I'll learn that the box of crackers is separate and the wine glass is separate. And I'll, I'll, my brain will prune those two connections so that if they're not, um, reinforced. So if you, uh, experience, Things like a really high fever or an infection in the brain or like syphilis is one of them. And especially a long time ago, uh, it disrupts this pruning process, whether it like makes it so they all like things are all firing crazy. Also women who experience, uh, the flu in their third trimester yeah. are like 33% more likely to have a child who's schizophrenic. There's something about these, the synapses in our brain getting scrambled and it just, they can't sort themselves out. It's like either too much energy in one area. And I really do think that a lot of these, a lot of, you know, people like the Unabomber or, you know, fill in the blank with whoever experience some sort of trauma that created a either, you know, a ton of firing at once in one area that it, it's like brain damage that went on internally that we can't really see. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, here's the thing. So you know how like when you're drinking, for example, and I'm familiar <laughs> and you drink to a certain point and then you're supposed to make the decision whether to drive or not, because technically you can legally drink and drive. Mm -hmm. You just can't drink and drive past a certain point. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you have to make that choice after you're impaired. Mm. So for me, it's sort of like that with mental illness where like, he doesn't think he's crazy, uh, but yet he's probably has something, some sort of personality disorder or whatever. Absolutely. And you know how they always say, anybody that says they're crazy mm -hmm. isn't crazy. Right. Because crazy people don't think they're crazy. Right. So like, what is the remedy for that conundrum? Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I made the point. Oh, but I know you absolutely didn't. I'll share, I'll share a personal story with you. So this is just happening over this past week where I, you know, I'm in my psychopharmacology class and we're going over, uh, signs of bipolar disorder okay. and what that looks like. And as my professor's explaining things, he's like, you know, like when you have people, you have clients who come in and they're saying they have tons of energy and they're like up till four o'clock in the morning and their body feels like they only need a few hours of sleep. And as he's saying these things, I'm like, that's 
It sounds not, familiar. That's not normal. What do you mean? And so I have yet to talk to somebody, but based on the things that my professor said, you know, I have a lot of signs that could point to either it could be general anxiety disorder. It could be, uh, you know, depression with mood swings. It could be like a very like low level bipolar disorder. Like, but all I had no idea because the way I've been living just the same way we talked about this table being blue. If it, like, if I told you that table, you believe it your whole life. Yeah. If that's my reality and it's I, your normal. it's my normal, it's my, it's absolutely my normal to have nights where I stay up till four o'clock in the morning doing art and then go to bed and then wake up at seven 30 and then go start my day. Like that's just absolutely normal to me because I saw my mom do it and I saw like, it's just how I grew up. And now I, but then you also have periods yep, where it's the opposite, where it's the opposite. Yeah. And I started looking at, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. To me, that sounds like, and, but it took, ooh, but, you know, when I, I tell my husband, I say, you know, it really sounds like I could have these things that could point towards, you know, some sort what of like, he a, say? and he's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, right. You are absolutely not bipolar. Like there's no chance you are. Cause in it's his, it's so weird because when you said it to me, it I sounds, thought about it so said, much yeah, it and I was right. like, yeah, that, it sounds right. I know yeah. I do too. And so, but that also tells me a lot about, uh, how, and I am very emotionally aware. I'm very self-aware. I have a high emotional intelligence. And it's what, what it shows me is that it's a slow boil. It's like the frog in hot water. Absolutely. Where these things are getting more and more frequent, the older I get. And I, you know, it's like it had, maybe it, maybe when I was in my twenties, it only happened like well, and it probably looked a lot like other kids who were and it also looked like a lot of twenty years, and... twenty year olds, you know, and everything. And then you get older, and you're like, man, maybe this really is, like, because I really can't go to bed. I can't shut my brain off. It doesn't. It's it's going, and it's or I have tons of energy. And then I sometimes I'm like, I don't know why I'm so sad. That is so weird. And to me, I just thought it was so normal, and that's just how. And it wasn't until I got the information, and like. But that would, and that's from somebody who's very self-aware. So what I'm trying to say is if you don't have that sort of self-awareness, then you would just go, no, no, it's normal. Yeah. Because there wouldn't be any social comparison that you'd be doing. Because I was telling Sarah how in the particular case of the Unabomber, was I telling you this? I think where he, um, yeah, he, when he was in the sentencing phase, his lawyers said he was insane mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he is still so mad about it right. because that's insulting. Well, and I bet if you, if I lived my whole life practice with these same sort of behaviors and you flash forward, flash forward 50, 40 years from now. And you tried to tell me, I think you should see somebody about these things that aren't normal. I'd be like so defensive. I could just yeah. see it in my head, me getting defensive, being like, you're trying to tell me that the entire time, the way I've been living my whole entire life is not right. Well, is and it, if da, da, da. you're in that position where like you're in jail for the rest of your life because you did things based on a worldview that someone is now telling you is insane. Mm-hmm. You, you can't <gasps> accept that. No, it would change. That would scramble your entire, that and we've talked about this on past on past uh, uh, podcasts where your brain will accept the lie to like it, your brain wants to make sense yeah wants yeah. to make sense of everything so it'll believe what it needs to believe to match what do they call it internal validation or some kind of like 
you like you or implicit bias. So there's like a bunch of terms for it, I'm sure. But like you, you will believe whatever you are already conditioned to believe. Yeah. And oh, confirmation so, bias. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That. Yeah. And you see it all the time with people where like someone who has all enemies and, and you think, is it everyone oh, else or is it you? That, oh my gosh, that is absolutely 100% the sign of a personality disorder. Oh wow. All we talk about this. We were just going over this last week where you may not have time to do, um, you know, when you're diagnosing, you may not have time or not enough time to watch somebody over an entire year to see if this is ongoing. But the best way to get a snapshot of if they're like this all the time is to look at their history of relationships. How do they interact with their boss? Ask them about what their past relationship with their bosses were like. Talk about what their past relationships with, you know, intimate relationships were like. You can see... Everybody's a villain. Oh, uh, yeah. And with somebody who's a narcissistic personality disorder, which is kind of like one of the three with the, the, the dark triad of like things that all serial killers have, um, you can absolutely see That is it. so interesting. And I bet a lot of our listeners have someone in mind that they're thinking of because mm-hmm. I think everyone knows someone like that where it's like that that person paints this picture uh-huh. that they're a victim and everyone is out to get them and wrong them. And mm-hmm. can you believe this and that? And, and you're just like, and even Wait, stories everyone? that don't even relate to them, they'll <laughs> somehow interject themselves into the middle of and become the victim or, uh, or hero of that story too. Yeah. And you're like, you weren't even involved. We're not yes. even talking about you. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And you can't, undo it. The funny part that you're not seeing right now, by the way, is that we keep like referencing people that we both know, like our, whether it's like people from my family or like yeah. our friends, and but we can't share those with you because they might listen, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. The point remains that I'm sure you know people like that. Mm-hmm. I know people like that. You know, it's just like the part of the human condition. It really is. But it starts to feel like everybody has a mental illness. Oh my God. I was, you stole the words out of my mouth. Cause that is really the thing that you start to see. Is it true though? uh, No, I don't want to say everybody has. (sighs) That is a huge generalization. I know people are going to be like, I'm not mentally ill. No, I will say that everybody has shortcomings in their personalities. Everybody has areas where, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. When, when I, a couple years ago, I took neuro neuropsychology and, you know, you talk a lot about the things like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. And you discuss that. And I, my professor, thank God she said this. she's the only psychology professor who ever said this. She said, look, I'm going to, we're going to talk a lot about things in this, uh, class where, uh, you know, things like, mental disorders, 20% will, you'll be able to relate to your real life. 20% of the information you'll be able to say, Oh my God, that sounds like me. That sounds like me. You don't diagnose with 20%. You diagnose with 90% of that, you know? So we may all have like, that's why it drives me crazy when people are like, Oh, I have OCD. No, you don't. You have obsessive compulsive tendencies. You have symptoms of an obsessive compulsive disorder. You are not like somebody who's truly obsessive compulsive has a trouble, has trouble functioning, has, it interferes with their regular life. You know, some like, so that, so with that, you know, you may have like 
you may not have general anxiety disorder, but you can absolutely suffer from depression. You can Mm -hmm. have aspects of somebody who's depressed. You can have mild depressive disorder, but not have the full blown thing, you know? So I think everybody at certain times, you know, and it's so, all of this comes down to chemicals in your brain. Every single thing. It could be a night of, you know, maybe doing some kind of drug that depletes your serotonin or whatever. And now you're depressed for the next two weeks. It could be that you uh, are close to your period and now your hormone levels are off. So now you're going to feel, so it's like, it's all a fine tuning game with the hormones and in our brain and the neurotransmitters in our brain. And it is so easy to, to get those off balance. So easy. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I just want to take a break. Oh, and- okay. <laughs> I'm exhausted from that. And say shout out to the following people. (gasps) Oh, our our Kickstarter backers. We love them. We love you. Kristen, James, Mary. There's somebody who doesn't have their name, but they have like a handle, which is Jacobo11. Oh, Jacobo11. So mysterious. I feel like I know that person from Instagram or Twitter. Okay. Like it sounds familiar. Like the name of that person. Thank you. Thanks to Emily and Arisa or Arisa. Aaron and Julie, Elizabeth and Sergio, we love you. Thanks, Sergio. Thanks, Elizabeth. (laughs) And uh, there's many more of those to come because we had so many amazing backers, and we just started spreading them out over a few weeks so you each get your proper due. We are so grateful that you gave your hard-earned money to our our web show back yeah. to reality, which if you're not subscribed, it's on YouTube brain candy podcast channel. We have tons of back episodes. So if you're like bored at work and you like, don't want to actually work, oh my I've God. been there. We have the remedy. Just go through and watch us compete in hilarious challenges against each other or recap last week's episodes. So when thinking about mental illness, mm-hmm. like, is it just like a lost cause? So like he got hives, the Unabomber, and then he's fucked up for life. Because that's real depressing. If so that's the depressing. Case. No, you know what? I don't. I think it's a it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff. It's like what happens after that. So, and a lot of these things, like there are like multiple genes at play. So you know, he could have. It could be that that you know the the hives could have opened the door. Yeah. But then the lack of attachment parenting pushed him through the door, you know? And then the Harvard's weirdness. And then that, oh, the Harvard weirdness could have triggered some past memory that really could have, you know. So if you are, you know, if you're a parent and you are 
being attentive as a parent and giving your child what they need when they need it. And we're not, we're not talking like, Oh, they want a candy bar. You give it to them. We're talking like they need food. You give it to them like basic needs. If, well, his mom seemed real sweet and I have no idea what went on in their house. I do know that his dad eventually commits suicide. Okay. So I would say that his dad is probably severely depressed or that would point. If you ask me, that points to mental illness in the family. Yeah, I mean, so he has, we don't have any idea. He's, a pre, he, he's high risk already. But the thing that's fascinating, again, is he went one way, his brother went the other. Weird. Maybe his brother didn't have friggin' hives. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, it will never cease to fascinate me, and so that's why I'm embarking on this project. It's like, I want to know the answer, and I figure a lot of people probably do too. Yeah, it is, it's really interesting, It's and I can't wait to ask you more questions about well, this. And, and I think it's letters. perfect because you're a psychology person, and I am interested in more of like the moral and ethical components, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I think like combining it for me and you is such a great project. Absolutely. So we will keep you posted on all the bonkers that send me letters. I Snapchat about it too. If you follow me on there, Susie Meister, um, just be, I don't like read the letters, but I give like some um, basics about what, what was said, because I, I just want to share it. Yeah. As soon as I got it, I was like, I got to tell people because this is so interesting. You know what I have to share with people is the handwriting. Yeah. How it's odd. How, you know, if you guys haven't seen the jinx with Robert Durst, that story on HBO, uh, as soon as this podcast is over, stop what you're doing and go, it looks identical. Did you hear my voicemail I left to you where I was like freaking out about this? The handwriting looks just like Robert Durst's. And that makes me think, now I have to see all the handwriting of all the other ones because why are they writing like that? What's, what's, it's like such a control thing. Like he looks like he's really trying to stay in control. Like, oh. Because they said in the articles that there was one letter that wasn't like that. (gasps) (sighs) It was was it to the woman he loved? It was after she died when he found out. Because that was true emotion coming through instead of... That was him losing control. Yeah. And the rest is him trying to... Oh, my God. You love it. I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. It's so creepy and weird. Uh, Well, that's enough for today. I'm sure there'll be plenty more uh, crazy serial killer stories for our later date. But Mm -hmm. thank you guys all for listening. Your delicious dish. You're on the air. (laughs) Uh, we love you, and please subscribe if you haven't, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget about the pins, and oh don't forget God. about the candy shop. We've covered a lot of ground We here. sure have. It's good stuff, but we love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. See ya. See ya.